What up, people? It is Sunday, March 15th. My name is B. Hill, and this is the Just My Opinion podcast, where I give my opinion on a variety of topics. You can like it, you can hate it. I'm good either way, because it's just my opinion, and we all have one. Man, let's jump right into it. Um, It's like Corona getting around here. Uh, This stuff has been crazy, what's been going on the past month or so, but especially over the past couple of weeks. So this coronavirus, and let's just start from the beginning. Um, We're in January. The dude that's in the White House uh, was advised of how serious this could be, the potential effects on the U.S., and he decided to ignore it because, for one, he said it was a hoax, uh, something made up by the liberal media and the Democrats uh, to hinder his chances for re-election. He didn't take it seriously. Um, and there weren't, wasn't a lot of good information coming out from the White House. And once he put Mike Pence in charge of handling the situation, once it started to increase here in the U.S., uh, everything, all the communication had to be filtered through the White House, which meant we did not get accurate information. Uh, from the very beginning. Um, The administration tried to downplay the seriousness of it. And even uh, there's a timeline of this dude's statements about it, where initially he said it was a hoax. And then um, he said it wasn't that bad. He said there were only 15 cases in the U.S. and everything is contained. Um, He said it'll go away in a couple of days. Now we go from that to it's a a national emergency and the pandemic. And he had a press conference, I guess, last week, late last week, calling it a national emergency. And now the government is wanting to help um, try to extend testing and things of that nature. But initially, again, he's the one that said that uh, it was a hoax. It was nothing to be worried about. And... He had everything under control. Um, It's just stupid. And one of the biggest issues I have with the way this has been handled from the start is uh, for the communication. Uh, The initial hysteria about it and the reason people are freaking out so much is because, uh, first of all, and this is just my opinion, first of all, there's no cure for it. Uh, That's the first thing. The second thing was, they keep saying, wash your hands, but it was spreading way too fast for this only to be contracted by touching dirty doorknobs or door handles or things like that. So in my opinion, it had to be airborne because it was just spreading way too quickly, but that was not um, being reported initially. It was just, oh, if you wash your hands and uh, use sanitizer, you should be okay. Uh, The third thing was, We were hearing about people getting it and dying from it, but not anyone surviving it. Um, That was not being reported. And the fourth thing was the people that were dying, initially, they never said what their original condition was, if there were underlying health issues, which now we know people, uh, older people um, with, or people with weakened immune systems are more susceptible to not survive it, but a lot of them still do. So, 
in my opinion, the initial hysteria was because those four things were not being answered. Those four questions were not being answered. So people were freaking out because you're hearing about people dying and not getting better from it. Um, and the fact that it was spreading so quickly, um, it obviously is airborne. So now we have more information and I feel a lot better about it now. But I still don't understand how washing your hands has turned into get a year's supply of toilet paper. I'm just not getting the correlation between the two. Um, I went to the store a few times over the weekend and all of the hand sanitizers, all of the um, toilet paper, even the one ply, everything is gone. Uh, I just, I don't get it. And the thing with the hand sanitizer is I understand you want to be safe, but what people don't realize is that everyone needs to be able to wash their hands and sanitize their hands to stop the spread. Not just, just because you have a thousand bottles of hand sanitizer yourself doesn't mean it's not going to spread to other people or people around you because you're the only one using it. That just doesn't make sense to me. Um, the stock market has taken a huge hit with all of this stuff going on. Um, I don't even want to look at my 401k right now. And I have a lot of sympathy for people who, uh, especially retired people who have money in the stock market. I know my parents do. I have friends do. They've lost a lot of money over the past few weeks um, because of this. Uh, so hopefully everyone kind of planned accordingly. And I'm hoping that the stock market rebounds. Um, and then with a lot of the major sporting events basically on hold right now, NBA season is suspended, XFL season suspended, baseball, hockey, and all the people that work uh, for these organizations and at these arenas um, will suffer, you know, because of it. And thank goodness Mark Cuban, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, uh, he's willing to cover the cost for his employees that work at the arena during this time. I think Zion Williamson, 19-year-old, uh, plays for the New Orleans Pelicans. He's doing the same thing for their arena. But I would like to see more owners of these teams step up to help the people that work for them and help make their business run. Um, a lot of people, especially billionaires, they forget about the people that help the day-to-day. Um, you know, that work concession stands and do security and things like that at their arenas. So they should be the ones helping out, not a 19-year-old uh, basketball star helping out. I think the owners need to take more responsibility in helping their people out. But I'm glad uh, Kevin Love stepped up to do the same thing. I think Blake Griffin and, again, Zion Williamson. And I'm sure there are some others that are doing things outside uh, of the media that we don't know about. So everyone who's willing to help, um, you know, that's just such a blessing. But so many people are going to be negatively impacted and it may affect them the rest of their life. Um, I know the Houston Rodeo, which is a huge event every year, they shut down. And a lot of people use that income to support them for, you know, months. And now they're without that income. And it's just how do you handle those kind of things? How do you help these people out? Because it's something beyond their control. Um, also, people with kids because the schools have extended spring break and they're out. So now people are having to make arrangements last minute to try to figure out what to do with their kids. Uh, some people are being asked to 
work from home, which I'm very fortunate. I work from home every day. Um, some people don't have that luxury to do that. And then if you miss work, uh, do you have the sick time to cover it? Or if you miss work because you are actually sick or you have to take off to because the schools are closed, you don't have anywhere else to go. You know how the company is going to handle that. So I think that's why Congress was trying to come up with some kind of bill to help uh, relieve some of these people with some of these issues. Um, so this is going to have a long-term effect uh, for a while. And I'm just praying that I know we'll be able to get through it, but it's, it might be kind of rough for a little bit. Um, but back to the dummy in the White House. This fool, in 2018, he fired the pandemic response team who was tasked with handling situations like this. And when asked uh, this past week from a reporter about that, uh, his first response was, well, that's a nasty question. And then he said that he didn't know they did that or how does she know they're the ones that did it. And basically didn't even answer the question and moved on to something else because when she tried to ask a follow-up, they cut her mic off. Um, and when asked about if he takes responsibility for not having enough testing kits, he said he takes no responsibility at all. And I'm trying to be careful with how I word this and what I say, uh, but I'm going to be honest. I just don't understand how people continue to support this dude. I have never in my life seen, especially someone uh, in that position, never take responsibility for anything ever in life. Not once has he taken responsibility, but he will definitely take credit. When the stock market is up, he's going to send out some tweets and he'll be on the news and it's all about how good his stock market is doing. But when something's bad, he never takes credit. It's always Joe Biden's fault, Obama's fault, Hillary's emails or some nonsense like that. But when you are the president of the United States, the buck stops with you. As far as the pandemic response team, that had to be your call. You knew about this because you bragged about it before in tweets when it first happened. But to sit there and not take responsibility at some point, he has to take responsibility of something, and I don't think he ever will. And people support that. I just, I don't get it. I support common sense and rational thought. This dude has neither one. And for somebody, again, who never, ever, ever takes responsibility for anything, um, that's not leadership. Because a true leader will say, you know, I am leading this country and it is my responsibility to make sure everyone is taken care of but he is an I person he looks out for him and his family first and foremost uh, even with this travel ban uh, from Europe and the UK the two countries that weren't affected are just happen to be two countries he has golf clubs at he has golf resorts at but they weren't affected so it's all about his bottom line. Um, he didn't act quickly enough on this because he was worried it was going to affect his um, nomination, him getting renominated. Uh, it's just, it, it's ridiculous. Then he had this press conference last week um, where he said that 
he talked to the insurance companies and they said they'll cover the cost of the testing and the treatments. And I work for one of the largest insurance companies there is. And they didn't say that at all. And what happens is he put this out there on national TV. And shortly after that, um, his the White House had to issue a statement correcting what he said. Now, he read from a prepared statement. So he intentionally lied to the American people multiple times during that conference. Um, intentionally. Because you're reading from a prepared statement, so it's not like he was talking off the cuff. And he intentionally lied to the American people again. And what happens is he does that time and time again. He'll make statements. And then shortly after that, the White House will issue either a retraction or a correction. And But that correction is not as publicized as his national TV speech. And some people don't do their due diligence or do their research to find out the truth. So he just constantly intentionally lies to the American people without really being called out on it. And people continue to support that. His administration um, continues to support that. And I've never seen a president has to have more corrections after a speech than him. In my 45 years of life, after every major speech he has, there are corrections that come after that. Or what he meant to say was. It's it's just amazing. I just, I don't get it. Uh, I am so dumbfounded by um, his lack of empathy, his lack of being able to tell the truth. Um, The fact that everything is about him. uh, Willing to take the credit for when things are good, but not willing to take the heat when it's bad. It's always somebody else's fault. That's classic narcissistic tactics. And he's a classic narcissist. And a lot of the problem I have with people that support him is the fact that they just listen to what he says. They don't do their own research. It's almost as if they don't think for themselves. So whatever he says, that's cool. Um, They were at one of his rallies a few weeks ago and asked the lady about the coronavirus. And she said she didn't think it was true at all. It didn't even exist. It was something that the media and liberals made up. So that type of blinded, uh, following of this dude it, it's cult like it, it's a cult and it's very unhealthy and it's dangerous and we're seeing that more and more every day um, but the fact that people just didn't take this serious I think they are now thank goodness but also uh, a Utah Jazz basketball player Rudy Gobert um, he wasn't taking it seriously either and when it first came out he was in a press conference, I guess, after a game, and he was touching the microphones, and apparently he was uh, touching his teammates and touching their things in the locker room and just kind of making light of it. And he actually contracted the coronavirus and actually passed it on to one of his teammates. And he had to issue a statement. Well, he didn't have to, but he issued a statement apologizing and, um, you know, saying that he was wrong for the way he handled it. And, use him as an example of not to take this thing lightly because it can be serious and we see it can be fatal. Um, also, Matt Geitz, he's a, a Republican senator. Um, I think he's from Florida. But this dude, just another idiot. 
uh, Trump-loving supporter. He wore a gas mask on the floor of the House of Representatives, um, basically making a mockery of the coronavirus. And then come to find out he was in contact with somebody who tested positive, so he had to be in quarantine. And now he's on paid sick leave from his government job. But he voted against paid sick leave for other Americans. So it's good for him, but it's not good for everybody else. And that's why I find a lot of Republicans are hypocrites. Because they don't want to help anybody else. They say it's socialism and it's handouts. But yet the stock market was tanking. They found a way, the Treasury found a way to pump $1.5 trillion into it just like that. Where did that money come from? So that would be considered a bailout, which Republicans would generally consider socialism, but they want it for them. Um, But when you're trying to help the struggling American people now, they have a problem with it. It's just hypocrisy all the way around. Um, And honestly, this is a good... um, a good thing for Bernie Sanders and his Medicare for All plan only because that means everyone will be insured. Right now there are a lot of people that can't afford the testing and they can't afford to miss work also um, and I think Medicare for All would help with some of those issues um, and speaking of Bernie Sanders we had the primaries uh, I voted in the primary several weeks ago And my personal opinion is I'm not high on either one, Bernie or Joe Biden. But I have to say, from my perspective, uh, Bernie and his team, they leave a lot to be desired. Um, I feel like he's constantly yelling. His team is constantly angry. Nina Turner, um, not a huge fan of hers. I think she's very smart and intelligent, but uh, her demeanor leaves a lot to be desired. Whenever you see her being interviewed, she's constantly screaming and yelling and angry about something. And that's just not a desirable uh, characteristic I want to be a part of. That's not a desirable movement I want to be a part of. I think he does have some good uh, policies, but the unwillingness of that group to compromise um, is going to be his downfall. Because some of the policies that they're proposing are somewhat extreme compared to what we have today. Um, And I do think that um, portions of it should definitely be looked at. So the Medicare for all, I think it definitely should be looked at. Uh, I'm not sure about the free college thing. Um, Personally, I'm just not sure about free college. I think it should be affordable, not necessarily free. But Bernie Sanders did make a good point that the first 12 years of school is free, why not the additional four? So that, that's a good question. But personally, I don't think it should be free. I just think it should be made affordable. Uh, the price should probably be cut by 80%. That's my opinion. Uh, I don't know the math on any of that, but it, that's just my opinion. Uh, and I have a, a question of how you would pay for it. And I think it has to be more than just taxing the rich. So I definitely think they need to pay more taxes. I think Jeff Bezos and uh, Warren Buffett and all of them need to pay their fair share, especially with the corporations, Amazon, Microsoft, Google, all of those. If I pay more taxes than them, that's not fair. 
Um, but the Sanders camp just leaves a lot to be desired, in my opinion. I just don't care for the approach. Um, and just reading a lot of stuff online, in some cases, they're cult-like as well. They're just as bad as the Trump supporters. Uh, it's the burden of bus. There's no other way. And it's constantly being shoved down your throat. Um, and like I said, I'm not a huge fan of either one. And Biden, I think, he's just too old. And if he do, if he just talks without thinking, he's going to fail in any debate against Trump. Uh, he comes with a lot of baggage. Um, and some of his policies, I did look at their platforms, and I do like some of Biden's policies. It's similar to my thinking. Um, but to continue to bring up what he said in 75 when he uh, voted against busing or whatever it was, I'm tired of that too, bringing up something that they may have said or voted for 30, 40 years ago. Where do they stand today? Again, it goes back to allowing somebody to evolve uh, over 30 or 40 years. Um, now I want to get to what I'm going to call the WTF of the week. And I have two stories that... I just don't understand. Uh, the first one is there was a vegan jogger who posted on a neighborhood website asking her neighbors to be a little more cognizant of cooking meat and leaving their windows open or grilling outside because when she's jogging, the smell of meat disgusts her. And she thinks that people should have empathy for their vegan neighbor joggers uh, being able to smell their meat and ask that they only cook vegetables on the grill. Uh, to that, shut up. Stop jogging that way. Um, I don't like when people try to force their opinion or beliefs on others. Um, everybody has a right to their opinion. That's what this podcast is about, but you can keep that to yourself. Uh, I think that's idiotic. I think it's stupid that I wouldn't comply with it. Um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about her. That's stupid. Uh, And the second one is, there was a group of five black teens in, I think, the Bronx that beat up a 15-year-old girl and stole her Air Jordans. And I think they've all been arrested because they were on video at the time. And this is stupid because, for one, you're beating up an innocent individual, taking their shoes, and it was a group of five people. Only one person could wear the shoes at a time. That just doesn't make sense to me. You beat up a girl for one pair of shoes. They were girl shoes at that, and it was five dudes. So I'm glad they were arrested. I hope they get the time that they deserve for doing that. Uh, It's stupid. We need to do better. Um, And this week's Rebel Middle Finger goes to Matt and Noah Colvin. Uh, When the initial testing was done, or when the initial case of coronavirus was uh, announced here in the U.S., they went to all of their local stores and bought out all of the hand sanitizer within miles and start trying to sell it on Amazon uh, for between $8 and $70 a bottle. Amazon saw the price gouge and took them off and now they're stuck with 17,700 bottles of hand sanitizer in their garage. Good for them. You get the rubber middle finger for trying to take advantage of dumbass. I hope you'll never get to settle and I hope you lost a lot of money because it's people like you that make this world ridiculous. 
selling one bottle of hand sanitizer for $80 to try to monetize on um, people's fears is ridiculous. Price gouging is ridiculous, so I'm glad they took you off. I hope you don't sell nothing. I hope you lose everything. Because you sound like an asshole. And I guess the only last thing on the positive note, all I can say right now is wash your hands, help your elderly neighbors if you can, or if you see somebody in need, hey, give them a roll of toilet paper, man. It's not that big of a deal. It's not the end of the world. And also, just don't be a douche. Just just don't be a douche. There's no need to be fighting you buying a year's worth of toilet paper and somebody's asking for one pack, man, just just do it. It's not the end of the world. Uh, be kind to each other. Love everybody, man. That's all for this week. Until next time, God bless. Peace.